Hey, Rachel. Hi, Brian. So how was your week? So, you know that scene in the most recent Game of Thrones? Oh, the most recent one that everyone in the universe is talking about? Everyone's yes, I've seen, seen it. it, yes. So, like, Sansa and Tyrion Lannister are hiding behind a piece of furniture in it's the crib. It's not a piece of furniture. They're, like, in a nook. No, they're it's like in a, an armoire. They're, like, in a, they're no, like in the... It's like a dresser. Know, they're, like, in, the bar, in a Barnes & Noble nook. <laughs> no, they're not in a Barnes <laughs> & What does this matter? The point is, they're hiding, and the undead has invaded the crypt. The dead. And, they're and, not undead. Well, they're the army of right. They're they're the, the army, army of, of the, the dead. dead. <laughs> well, they've become undead, sort of. Yeah, they're they're undead. the living dead. Right. And they, you're going to correct me this whole time. <laughs> I'm going to man. I'm going to mansplain the entire Game of Thrones. So they look at each other and they're like, they're, you can see in their eyes they're saying, "We've had a good run." It is time to die. And that is, I really identified with that moment. That is the state of our nation. That's why we're going to break it down for you. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we have been talking incessantly about our live show in San Francisco. And this is the last week when we can plug it. Because guess what? It is next, it's next week. week. We're so excited. And like, it's good to be back here. Welcome back. Glace is an amazing guest hostess. Yes. But now, thank you to Glace. Now uh, we've got the real thing. We've got, yeah, we're back together in Tribeca. And um, I had a lovely time in Arizona. And I'm even more excited about next week. So I, I've taken my beta branded beta blockers <laughs> to prepare for our event. Right, on... So you're not drinking because you're you're taking these drugs to like calm down, to calm your nerves about being in front of this live studio audience. I, yes, I believe I in better living more. through chemistry. <laughs> and you're drinking more I'm like and Tyrion I'm drinking less. Crypts, just like taking swigs from his flask. Oh, that huge flask. Yes. It was like bigger than him. I know. So anyway, get your tickets. It's May 9th. You can Remind reach people out. how to do that. Yeah. You can reach out to us at this week in nope at gmail you can tweet us and we've it's even a pretty big space and yet it's uh it's 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 filling up it's filling up um we've posted the link on social media we will do so again and if you're going to be in the san francisco area please join us it's going to be great that's great and as a result of the fact this is being recorded on a third a thursday night Wednesday. right Wednesday. It's on a Wednesday oh. night? No, it's oh, on yeah, a Thursday right. night. It's on a Thursday which night, Which means right. that this will be released uh, at the earliest on Friday morning and maybe later. But just keep checking your little podcast uh, push notifications, and we will be there when we're there. Right. Enough with the housekeeping. Enough Let's move housekeeping. on to Let's the elephant in the room. <laughs> crisis in our democracy as our very nation is crumbling at our feet. Rachel, what's happening today? I feel like we have to address the bar hearing. Oh, the the long... ele- he's, a, he's an elephant. He he's is. He's a disgusting... He's, he's a monster. And so, like, this whole this time... Attorney General William Barr. Bill Barr. Bill yes. Barr. B- the worst human. <laughs> the worst kind of bar. The... Dive bars, cocktail bars, and then there's Bill Barr. Bill Barr. The bar could not be lower. <laughs> And so this whole time I've been thinking like, you know, just to draw the analogy to Game of Thrones, that Robert Mueller is kind of like Bran. He's like Brandon Wait, Stark. So? He's how like so? the three-eyed raven. So he like <laughs> sees Wait, all... Wait, so you got to get the backstory. So uh, I, this Mueller wrote this letter finally. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, gonna, okay, so, yeah, yeah. so he sees all, he knows all, but he's not like saying anything. And then today... 
It turns out he's like Arya Stark. Okay? Oh, okay. So, so Bar, you know, this morning, the right before, right before Bar testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Mueller emerged from the shadows like Arya Stark from the crypt. From the crypt, and <laughs> so if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, I'm sorry. This is uh, this will be over in a few minutes. We promise. So the letter that Mueller wrote to Bar on March 27th was released to the press. Okay. And wow, <laughs> it wow. was it was something. So Mueller was basically giving Barr the smackdown. He's basically like, girl, no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> so his like that stupid four page summary that Barr released a few days earlier yep. on March 24th, he was saying that this is misleading. It's undermining the whole reason for me. And that me. said, like, the president was completely cleared of everything. Collusion, obstruction, everything. Which right. couldn't have been farther for the truth. Right. So, basically, Barr then characterized the letter as a little bit snitty. Snitty. S-N-I-T-T-Y. And everybody on Twitter was going crazy about the word snitty. Yes. Because it's not a commonly used word, but it and, means, uh, like... not a word at all. It's, it's a ridiculous word. It means, like, annoyed. Do you think he means snippy and didn't speak English? Like... I don't know. It's like a thing you would like say to a, a child. Like combination like, of like you're in a snit and you're being snippy? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, I think that's it. I feel like it's belittling because he, first he calls him snitty and then he says that he bets it was written by somebody on Mueller's staff. And I'm just like, okay. You okay. think the former FBI director is just like letting his staff write like letters to the attorney general and just like signing off being, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you say is fine. Yeah. He's just like Game of Thrones is on. I don't have time <laughs> for this. I can't be bothered <laughs> with this like, nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, draft the letter and sign my name i don't care like don't even show it to me like please so the snittier the better i think go for the snit and so and then like Barr says that the Mueller report so Barr basically says that Mueller made a decision on obstruction which he did and he right. said he was he consciously did not make a decision right and so Barr then says that the report was his baby he said it was my baby like after I'm, like Mueller I'm baby? filed it like the meme like, from like last the week meme, like I'm, I'm baby. baby so like Barr just sort of took it upon himself to draw these conclusions that Mueller didn't draw and then he says he was surprised but Mueller Mu- didn't draw them for very specific and legal reasons which Barr knows right of course he knows it he's like a a a bad constitutional scholar but he's like a constitutional scholar right exactly so the reason Barr didn't do it is that it is not his place to to this is something that belongs in the critical realm in, in the in the political realm right so he it's his job to put the evidence out there and then the congress of the american people can decide what to do with that. Right. And it's protocol not to indict a sitting president. So he should Not just protocol. It was uh, Justice Department policy, policy, which was set by Barr. Which was set by Barr. So if he wanted him to do that, he should have changed the policy, That's right. you know? And and if he did violate the policy and indict, then they would have come down. It's one of these like no good deed goes unpunished right. kind of situations. So um, the Democrats did a great job. They pressed Barr on the obstruction issue, particularly on the Don McGahn testimony, the White House counsel, when um, he said that Trump asked him to tell Rosenstein to fire Mueller and then write a letter saying that he never said that. <laughs> which was one I, of see the, the, I see no obstruction here. Whatever. Yeah, Barr says that does not <laughs> constitute obstruction. And I just feel like if asking your attorney to write a letter saying you didn't do the thing that you just did, did, did is not obstruction. And this is not, what is obstruction? This is not Kellyanne Conway on MSNBC, like talking like black is white and white is black. This is the Attorney General of the United States under sworn oath in front of the Senate, basically telling complete 
Kellyanne Conway lies. Bald face lies. Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, we could go on and on about details of the hearing. They will be all over the news. But this was a disgusting day for democracy and one of the most disgraceful performances I have personally ever seen. I'm vomiting into this microphone right now. <laughs> There's a bucket next to you in my dining room. It's this disgusting. man is like truly a vile I, I can specimen. attest to this. Okay, no. No, no shut this no, whole thing bar. down. I am tired of talking about Attorney General Bill Barr. Impeach Barr. I, I wanna, yeah, I want to talk about the important bar in our world. And I am talking about Barbara Corcoran, <laughs> star of the stage and screen. Our finest living shark, shark tank, tank star. Okay. We've, all seen, we've, all, we've all seen her. So if you had to take a guess as to how old, uh, I, I mentioned this to you, you hadn't seen it. If I had to ask you to take a guess as to how old Barbara Corcoran is, she looks fantastic. How old would you say she is? She's 89 if she's a day. <laughs> she looks great for 95. <laughs> She's 70. Okay. She just turned 70. It was her birthday. She looks sort of like Sandy Duncan. Yes. Right? With like the Peter. I wonder if she wears Peter Pan <laughs> pants. At yeah. Home. Like Sandy Duncan could like play her in the musical. Or Barbara. she could play Sandy Duncan in the, <laughs> in the life of Sandy, the biopic of Sandy Duncan starring. <laughs> Barbara starring Barbara Corcoran. She could fund it herself for only 12%. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so she hosted a 70th birthday party, and uh, she decided to do it by um, hosting her own funeral. This is a this is a really uh, terrible idea. Yes. This is in poor taste. Okay. I saw the pictures, and I was like, she's oh, you dead. Did? Oh, you did? And okay. I was like, but, she, but she's okay, smiling. Okay, so this is how it worked. How do you host your own funeral? So guests walked in. This is, of course, not only the cast of, of Shark Tank, all of the Damon John and all those people, but it was everybody, the who's who of New York City. Uh, they walked in, and she is laying there in her coffin with those big funeral floral arrangements on the easels uh, next to each other, and there was a cardboard cutout of a nun did they know, like, when they got this invitation, did they know that I they mean, were I going to a funeral? I presume they knew that she wasn't dead. Or did, <laughs> but did they know that, like, she was going to be laying in a coffin? No, or did sure they think they, did they were not. going I to a birthday party? I think that was party? a surprise. So okay. the guests were walking <laughs> in. She was right there. Yes, she jumped out and said, surprise, I'm 70. This is enough to kill your guests. Okay. This so is she terrible. was bragging about this on Instagram with different photos. And she said, after 90 friends and family paid their respects, I popped out of the coffin in a red Carolina... <laughs> Carolina Herrera gown to the Diana Ross song, I'm Alive. I don't know that song. And dance the tango. What the heck? You only die once. You, you might as well be around for it. You don't dance the tango to Diana Ross, first <laughs> What of is all. that even? What is take that song even? dance choice. <laughs> and you, dance, you can't dance the tango alone. And did they, did they think she was dead when they first arrived? Is, that's the question. No, I think there would have been like, like a mass <laughs> hysteria. There would have been chaos <laughs> calling 911. But no, she got into it after that. Her cake had a shark with a Barbie doll in its teeth. Oh. I guess the Barbie doll was her. Okay. I guess she had been slain by the shark that had eaten her as a Barbie doll. She is warped. This is um, She seems deranged. so nice on that show. I mean, she's tough, but fair. 
She's nice. She's one of the more sympathetic sharks. She's one of our finest living entrepreneurs. And Broadway actresses <laughs> <laughs> playing her own corpse. Well, I'm, I'm glad she's not dead on the one hand, because we need her. We need, Now more than ever, with democracy <laughs> in crisis, we need Barbara Corcoran to be alive and fighting for the freedom of the press and uh, ABC's Shark Tank. So no, no, Barbara Corcoran, we do not want you dead. We do not want you playing dead. We want you alive and ebullient and taking the town in New York City. Yeah, this is a terrible concept for a party. No! Shut it down. Okay. Um, I have another topic here. Uh, We all go to dinner in restaurants, and we take pictures of the beautiful plates that are placed before us. We do. I try not to do it that often, unless the plate is like really spectacular. I'm embarrassed to do it, but I do it anyway. And I don't send it to any... I don't even post it. I don't send anybody. I'm like, oh, and I have like 10 photos of like me looking at bone marrow... Just for your own personal record. No, but I never look back at them. They're just there on my phone taking up So what's the point? There's no point to any of it. (laughs) So there was a study that said that 60% of people actually take pictures of every dish when it comes out. 60%? 60%. This is a very high number. This is alarming. You know what 60% is? Six out of ten. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Take that. Stick that in your math formula. You, you are a mathematical <laughs> Our finest wizard. living mathematician. <laughs> Me and Stephen Hawking. So there are now two new products to discourage this abhorrent behavior. One is called the uh, Brew Social Plates. It's from a Belgian water company called Brew. And what they did is they took normal ceramic dinnerware, and there's this like very artsy blue speckled. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> I'm waving my hands around to, for the universal symbol for blue speckled pattern on and a I'm, plate, I'm, and you're copying me, some sort of mimicry mind game. <laughs> We're both sitting here doing the speckled blue plate dance. <laughs> universal so, symbol. <laughs> symbol of blue speckled plates but if you try to take a picture of your food on your plate there are secret qr codes embedded into the blue speckles it like hijacks your phone and sends you a push notification and like opens your browser to a page that says um nice photo but don't forget to enjoy your dining companions as well Wait, I have some questions. <laughs> so why is a water company making QR code dishware? Why, why is uh, IHOP selling bur- <laughs> I- changing their name to IHOP? Stay in your lane. It Nobody is not can- for us to no, question. <laughs> these are not, there should not be like brand affiliations. Is there, my other question is, is there a warning at the restaurant that this is going to happen? If like, you take a, photos? like a waiver? You like a, sort of like, like if you, you walk in, like don't photograph your food or I think it's organic i think you're just encouraged to have your normal behavior and then it's the shock value that's a way to shame your customers i think that's a negative experience i think look i'm against taking photos i'm against 60 percent. i think you should take a picture of the your as you said the truly most beautiful most luxurious plates which would be maybe one percent of the of the plates you receive not 60 percent no or as i've said before not six out of ten this is a stupid brand stunt that i'm going to shut down because i think it's just overstepping stay in your lane brew water company belgian water company but that's not the worst one there's another one oh no this is called the napkin table okay it comes out of taiwan shockingly um and it's i think it works best in, 
in some sort of picnic scenario. At least that's what the video <laughs> on the website demonstrates. So there's a lovely couple sitting across from each other, like about to eat a meal. And there's like a bib that two bibs that are connected to each other that they tie around there. This is going to be very difficult to dis- describe <laughs> on a podcast in the audio format, but we will link to it in the show notes. So there's two people facing each other. They have bibs that are connected. They tie them around their necks. They move apart so that it is perpendicular to their chests. There are little cup holders in it, and then they put their plates on top of this floating, on top of this, like, like a tensile, This like tensile hammock. That's right, where their plates are like jiggling. Hanging from their necks? Hanging from their <laughs> necks. And the purpose of this nonsense is that it, it's very disruptive to reach into your pocket to get your phone and to take an Insta plate Oh, so photograph. you're hands-free? You're, well, you are hands-free, but if you like jostle your neck and your torso <laughs> enough to like reach into your pocket, the entire thing comes tumbling down. Okay. Right. It, it seems like it's a date. Wait, like so it's, it's like cognitive behavioral therapy? <laughs> <laughs> It's like aversion therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Try it once, you'll never do it again. No, no, No. just just don't take pictures of 60% of your plates. 1%. Just wait till it's really. Don't wear a bib that's connected to another bib and put your plate on it. I would love (laughs) to say the the video on the website shows like two like attractive young Taiwanese people doing it in like a park like setting on a picnic but if you imagine doing that in a restaurant like you put on you both put on a bib and ask the waiter to set your elegant plates down on your connected bibs that is like horrible could you imagine being on a date and like the person like takes out this like long two-headed bib and it's like (laughs) like, and you're like surf and turf and your wine spills all over your butt no no this is terrible this is is the worst of civilization shut it down the world is ending no no rachel what do you got so you know what else has gotten out of control what Spotify. I love Spotify. They they introduced me to Christian rock. I know someone hijacked your account and now you love Christian rock. Yes. And uh, Spanish hip hop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, Italian disco. Italian disco. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that. New enthusiasm for me. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about like how Kerrygold had Spotify playlists for you to make when you're like doing a Kerrygold recipe. But like, I think we just really need to admit that there are certain contexts for which Spotify playlists are entirely inappropriate. Okay. I'm open to that. Um, Okay. So let me tell you a story. I was on Twitter this week and I saw this tweet from an emergency room doctor named Sam Gale. And he posted a link to a Spotify playlist, and it was called Songs to Do CPR To. Oh, God. Oh, God. And it was put together by the music experts at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Oh, no. And he says it keeps the beat at 100 beats per minute so that you can use it to time your chest compression. Okay. No, I get that. But what's supposed to happen? Someone has a heart attack. You're like, (laughs) someone call 911. I'm going to do CPR. Hold on. (laughs) Put on my Spotify playlist. Otherwise, Uh, I will not know. I might do 120 BPM. Right. This is basically a death trap. And the songs on the list are so corny so it's like the Bee Gees staying alive Gloria Gaynor I will survive wait so it's like a disco CPR it's like like, right and how are you supposed to do CPR when you're doing that like disco move the tango hustle (laughs) the Barbara Corcoran Italian disco the John Travolta tango hustle <laughs> and your friend is just dying on the ground, and That's you're terrible. like, no, it's, it's... "That's terrible." Spotify should. It's like Facebook is finally getting around to banning like white supremacists. I think that Spotify should do a review of like you know user curated 
playlists. And medical playlists? Medical, no, there should be no medical playlist. Is there like... A heart surgery playlist? No, like, like colonoscopy playlists? <laughs> like... <laughs> no. No, this is terrible. Spotify, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I love my Discover Weekly, but no, I do not want to see Spotify, this. Spotify, please intervene. The New York Presbyterian Hospital is not staying in their lane. <laughs> They're not qualified. They're not music right. experts. <laughs> they are not qualified. This is terrible. Shut it down, Rachel. I can't take okay, it. No. What's next? So um, earbuds, they're disgusting. They are. They are. I love them. I got some very fancy luxury earbuds from Doug for my birthday. I love them. Yeah, they're really nice. Yeah. They're beautiful. And I have those AirPods and I love them. And I wear them more than ever, largely owing to podcasts. And like, we, this, like this one. Like this one. And, you know, we as a society, as you know, are a bunch of filthy garbage monsters and so <laughs> our earbuds are like a devil's playground for bacteria and fungus you know i do notice i have this fancy little case and i'm like immaculate about the outside it's like silver like reflective silver and i like almost polish it but then i open it up to like where i put the things and there's like little dandruff like, like in it gunk. but it's i'm like, like is that in my ear it, it is in fact so there was a post today on medium from this writer named angela lashbrook and Angela asked people to send her pictures of their dirty AirPods and AirPod cases. Oh, and let me tell this you, we do not need in the this, world. This was horrifying. And I will be the first to admit that my AirPods are not perfectly pristine, but this was like next level shit. It looked like people had buried their AirPods underground and then exhumed them after like 500 <laughs> years and then shoved them up someone else's ass and took them out and then took a photo and sent it to Angela Lashbrook. And so, like, Angela was like, she didn't want to judge. But yeah. And she said, like, you know, there haven't been any, like, fatal diseases from this, but you could get, like, an infection. Yeah. And she had some suggestions. Um, Apple recommends using a dry, lint-free cloth to clean the AirPods and the Q-tip. Dry, lint-free cloth for but everything. But it's not going to it's, it's Like, they can do open-heart surgery with a dry, lint-free cloth. Totally. And it doesn't get the wax out. So then other people are like, scrub it with a sponge. But that's bad, too, because they're not waterproof. And you can't, like, have, like, a really wet sponge. And you don't want to squeeze it and get the water in there. And then there are other people who, mention, who recommend blue tack, which is that sticky stuff that you stick in and get the wax out, seems kind of like... An, like uh, in college when you had to put posters yeah, up and you like, couldn't like actually put a nail in or a tape in and you use that little blue gun. Like that sticky... Yeah, yeah like that. So You're that's gonna put kind that in of... You're going to put that in your ear? In your earbud in the like oh, area the where there's like I wax. See. Not in your ear. But like then there's this advice that she got <laughs> from people on Twitter. They advise sucking the gunk out with their mouth. Oh, no. This is not a life hack. <laughs> this is disgusting. That's a recipe for death also. It's, I mean, it's... it's Terrible. So Who you should take even... the bacteria that's in there and ingest it through your like digestive system. What kind of twisted human being would even think Suck about on that? Their AirPods. And she got several like tweets about this with this recommendation. So I don't know. I think we like... need the medical community to weigh in, <laughs> or at the very least, you know what I think should happen. I think Q-Tip, the company or the brand, should sponsor a Spotify playlist. And <laughs> for, cleaning is, for cleaning your fucking ears so that your AirPods are in a cesspool of death and destruction. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so you're recommending solving the source of the problem, the ears. You need to get at the root. <laughs> you you can't just treat the, the, the symptoms. symptoms. you got to retreat the root cause. That's 101 <laughs> of epidemiology. Right. So we all need to... <laughs> Clean our ears. We need to, we need to fix the infrastructure of America. 
our bridges, our, stem, our ear canals. <laughs> it's all. It's all one of the same. No, 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 just shut this down. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, since we're discuss- discussing cleanliness, hygiene, and disgusting things, I'm going to move the topic to a woman named Jolie Kerr, who is a um, an expert in stains. Like, yes, yeah, like dirty, like, like things that are stained. Like, um, like a floor, like, like you drop. Dorinda's boyfriend, John. Yes. Like, <laughs> on the real yes. housewives. Of like, Maine. you get a stain on your clothes. Exactly. Okay. And, um, she has, uh, she's the clean person. She has a podcast called Ask a Clean Person. Um, okay. So it's like advice, like for stains. Advice for stains. Like, it's like, <laughs> You know, it's hard, can to, use. it's hard to do our own laundry nowadays. A lot of us, especially in the city, we take stuff out to the dry cleaner. We probably could clean them at home. Oh, and there are all these new fabrics. It's very complicated. That's great. Doug's very good at it. He enjoys doing it, actually. Thank God, because otherwise I'd have it's a $1,000 month <laughs> bill at the dry cleaners. So she received this inquiry that she posted to Twitter. Um, and I have to admit, it is so ridiculous that there is at least a 25, maybe 50% chance that it is a, she's getting punked, uh-huh. but it is so well-written. And there's some things in here that suggest it is legitimate. So I'm going to read it to you anyway. This is an inquiry that she got as part of her profession as a professional. And she posted it because it was so unusual. Exactly. She wanted the world exactly. to see. Okay. okay. The subject line is mysterious stains. <laughs> I'm intrigued okay. already. And it's from a concerned 17. 17- year old male <laughs> what could possibly go wrong okay. <laughs> okay. so hello after searching the net and not so right there no one would say the net right yeah. that's got to be real after searching the net and not being able to find anything about what i wanted i'm writing you an email regarding this subject so i'm a male and 17 years old on a few occasions <laughs> i have felt slippery near my butt <laughs> Or other times, no such feeling occurs, and after a few hours when there is a need to change my clothes for whatever reason, I found out that on the back of my pants there are spots that are either brownish type, their size isn't very big, either they are smaller brown, brown, or they are small and their color is hard to define, colorless brown and white, something like that. Colorless. And it's only on the outside of his pants. It's like reverse. Isn't that what reverse osmosis yes, is? it's like secretions. Go- <laughs> secretions gone wrong. <laughs> Run amok. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay. I've been unsuccessful in coming to a conclusion. But since you know better than me in this regard, I am hoping for a satisfactory reply from your side very soon and also hope that you're going to publish an article about it, too, on your website. I await your reply on my email. Thank you in advance. Okay. Have <laughs> First, it should be imprisoned. <laughs> a lot of questions. This is not really a stain question. This is more of a medical issue. We've had a lot of medical issues this week. Go ahead. I mean, I feel, as I said before, I feel like there's some sort of um, secretions that are going, that are transmuting. Do you think? Through, Do you like, think? <laughs> what kind of tests? They're like somehow like going through the pants and showing up on the outside. Like some, like metaphysically, like, <laughs> like a black from hole. another world. <laughs> like you think, like, there's like a, it's a wormhole <laughs> from his butt to the outside of his khakis. 
I think sometimes the simplest I think it was a very. <laughs> I think his parents had failed to have a very important talk with him when he was a child. <laughs> Maybe. But the fact that they're um, sometimes brown and sometimes of like. Colorless. Of like different colors. How does colors. he know if they're colorless? Or he said they're of colors that he can't identify. <laughs> what? Oh has God. he discovered a new color? <laughs> Is it on the like Photoshop? Like you get that little color wheel? Can he like pick it out? Is there like a Pantone, a Pantone code Pantone for code. I think <laughs> that could be the new Pantone color of the year. I think this this advice columnist needs to team up with a, do- a gastroenterologist and an artist. There's a whole gallery exhibition in this. Bottom of this problem. <laughs> okay, no, I can't. My I can't even. I, I can't see my notes because my eyes are tearing too hard. So just shut this <laughs> no, down. Seventeen-year-old, you're sh- shitting in your pants. Just <laughs> get over it. No. no, no, no. Okay, Rachel, what do you got? Okay, well, so San Francisco, where we will be next week, yep. um, is insanely expensive. As of course, we know, yeah, it's one of the most. One of the most expensive cities and i think it is the most expensive city in the u.s the average rent is thirty eight hundred dollars a month and co-work if you're a freelancer co-working is like you know four hundred to five hundred dollars a month for a we work desk so it's no wonder that freelancers are hungry for a cheaper option of course and that option is here in new york in san francisco oh it's arrived and, and it's uh, arrived it's, in san francisco it, it, it has arrived for just $2.25 an hour, you can now have your very own co-working space. But the problem is that it's a parking spot. <laughs> Every unused square foot of San Francisco must be used as a co-working space. So there's a new... They're going to say like under a bridge, like in a homeless encampment. Well, basically, basically is so. There's this new organization called We Park. <laughs> Can We Work sue them? That seems like a, a trademark, copywritten pro- thing. I think the We Company, yes, the can, We Company can probably sue them. Can probably sue them. It started out as kind of like an activist demonstration against high costs of living, but it's now like a real thing. And I feel like this is the final gasp of like this late stage end. capitalism. This is, this is the end. We are giving up our very like our human dignity and bringing our laptops to parking spots. Do you know those like parking spots where like there's two levels? Like you put your car on like this raised thing and it like lifts it up like a little like a car, hydraulic like lift, a hydraulic yeah. lift. Could you be on one of those? Is it like does is the rent higher because you get a view? That is a really good idea. And then maybe you can drive and have your car on the lift <laughs> like and you can work underneath off. the car. <laughs> so it's combined with the parking spot. <laughs> right. And the car could provide shelter from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a roof and walls are fundamental a basic amenities. <laughs> and we fuck the La Colombe coffee. Right. The, the almond milk. The, the lights. The lights. <laughs> It's the we, roof. We need a roof and, and a wall. Wait, we were going to talk about this, but there's a new uh, apartment building that went up around the corner for me. And it's this like artsy design where it's because we're in like a historic district, but sometimes they put up new buildings in their brick. And this one, like, kind of like, uh, 
artfully left out bricks so there's like little holes as if the bricks had fallen out it's like yeah it looks like uh, and rachel was like what are there, is that intentional did they forget like, is to it put a design the element right. or... I'm like, no it's a design element and she's like it looks like a we work for bats <laughs> <laughs> they have to monetize have every to square monetize inch real estate is expensive like, what do we need all this brick for let's just take a few out and rent it out to bats <laughs> and rats <laughs> Whoever That's wants what's to work gonna happen, there. whether they like it or not. No, no, there's good Wi-Fi, I'm sure. Yeah. Shut this down. No, no, no absolutely not. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to move into the uh, world of international affairs. Oh, okay. The Russians, they are always spying on us. They are attacking our democracy through cyber. Oh, it's war. We are we in are a at, war. We are at war. I am very much we of the belief war. that we are at war. Um, a spy came out from the cold. That's a thing people say, right? A spy yeah, I mean, it's a book. Yeah, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> the Spy Who Loved Me. Um, this was in Norway, but like on the Arctic coast, like one of these like villages on the Arctic coast. Um, but they came out of the water, and uh-huh. it turned out that it was a beluga whale. A whale spy? Yes, which is one of the, you know, belugas are like those white ones that always look, they have the big eyes, and they look like they're smiling. Yeah. They're like the, among the friendliest of the whales. And isn't there caviar, the beluga caviar? Or? Uh, I would like to say that, given it's the same word, but I'm not sufficiently Maybe not. expert. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We're going to get, like, email from you being like, the beluga caviar you does monsters. not come from beluga <laughs> whales. It's totally different So this beluga whale surfaced and he was, he had this like very tight collar around his neck and he was wearing a GoPro camera and there was a label sourcing it to St. Petersburg and they realized it was a spy whale. Oh my God. So they confronted the Russians about it and they were remarkably transparent. This is a, a quote from Colonel Victor Baronets. And he said, if we were using this animal for spying, do you really think we'd attach a mobile phone number with a message, please call this number? We have military dolphins for combat roles. We didn't cover that up. To me, military dolphin. To like, which I say, the real headline there is not the like beluga, but who are these military, military dolphins? dolphins? Is he admitting something yes, even bigger? Yes, he said we don't admit we we have military dolphins. <laughs> there is a we now so they did more research. There is a military dolphin facility in Crimea, which used to be part of Ukraine, but is now quote unquote part of Russia, which maybe was the reason they were so hell bent on getting. Ukraine, getting Crimea away from Ukraine. Getting the sanctions They had all removed. the dolphin. No, no, they, why they invaded and the little why, green men in the first place. They wanted the dolphins. Or maybe the dolphins helped the invasion. That's right. Maybe they leapt up onto the shore <laughs> with their GoPro. They're very smart. <laughs> They're very smart creatures. And then here's the true scandal. We also have military dolphins in America. I, I don't think They're we should be using San, animals. There's a whole these... platoon. They're based this, this, in San this, this, Diego, and we claim that they're mostly used to clear mines, uh-huh. uh, sea mines, but I don't believe it for one minute. I think that our dolphin brigade, we don't need a space force. We already have a dolphin force. But what was this, like, to go back to the beluga whale with the <laughs> yes. collar on it, what was it doing along the coast of Norway? Well, they're, they're patrolling, like, not, not the North Sea, whatever's up there, the Baltic Sea, whatever yeah. it is between Russia. It's very close, St. Petersburg to the whole Scandinavian 
Okay, so right. it's sort of so like, it's like doing its on rounds. its route. Right. Okay. It was doing this. So where is it now? <laughs> no, the Norwegians took them in. Okay, They're very good. friendly people. Okay, good, good. Um, so he's been rescued. He's now a pet. Like uh, He's being well taken care of by the fishermen of Norway. Maybe he's a double agent. He could. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's reporting back. He's reporting to like Julian Assange. <laughs> Shut it down. No. 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 Um, Animals, man. I'd like, I, it, there was a time that animals were just, they were just our friends, unconditional love. No, they so need pet insurance. I have, I have another, we, they do. <laughs> they we know the, just the person. Policy <laughs> advisor, yes. Okay. Okay. So there's another animal story this okay. week. Um, in Brazil, a parrot was taken into custody by the police after spoiling a raid by yelling, Mama Policia! For what? What kind of raid? It so the parrot was evidently playing lookout, like you know how like there were those kids on the street in the wire playing lookout, and they would just start yelling if the police came. And so the this parrot was looking out for you know for these cocaine dealers, and he was trained for this. And so one of the officers on the scene said, like, as soon as the police got close, he started shouting, Mama Policia. Oh my okay? God. And he spoke in Spanish, he spoke, too. Well, Portuguese. <laughs> it was Brazil. <laughs> so the, but the bird's efforts failed. Oh. And the police were still able to so see. So he was a bad lookout. He was a, a bad failed look, lookout. He failed. You That'll know, who, show them for who using. Who knows? We're not going to judge until we see. <laughs> but, like, maybe the suspects had bad hearing. We don't know. It could be anyone. So the suspects were dealing crack and they got arrested a man and a teenage girl and then they also arrested the bird and the the parrot How do you arrest a bird exactly. what are you doing are you taking it into custody they took what it, it into custody they took it to the station and the the bird refused to speak at all and wouldn't answer any questions it was did totally... they read it its rights <laughs> i don't know what they do hey, well Brazil... anything you say may be held against you in court you have the right to an attorney if you don't have one one will be provided I don't to know you if brazil has miranda laws <laughs> maybe miranda priestly <laughs> Miranda Hobbs. Yeah. But so like, so this bird is in custody and then the environmentalists start going crazy saying that the police are unfairly holding this very innocent bird and the bird is taken to a local zoo and then the veterinarian at the zoo says that the bird is still silent. And so they think that these police officers are like setting up the bird. And so the police keep coming to the zoo to try and question the bird. Did they like sh- put him in a room and shine a light in his face? <laughs> Connection to this drug deal. The bird's not talking. <laughs> this is He's one not of the a most, snitch. He's not I a rat. I can't even believe this is a real story. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Brazilian police, come on. Uh, come on. You're better than this. You can crack you can crack this. Polly wants a cracker. You, you can, can crack, crack this case. Without the help of a bird. <laughs> Shut it down. No, <laughs> no. no. Okay, this is our final item. This is a personal story for me. I was going for a love. I had a day off. I was going for a lovely walk. I was actually down on the pier by the Hudson River. Oh, it's beautiful I, there. And I got a text message. And uh, you know it's never good when it says free text. Uh-huh. You know, it's there's something important going on, right? And it says free text from Bank of... Rachel, I haven't told you the story. I was dying no. to tell you when it happened, but I'm like, I'm going to save it. Okay, good. I'm... Okay. Free text from Bank of America. Message for Brian Hecht. Ray, debit card, my number. To continue using your card, please verify these three transactions. You've gotten this, right? Like a little fraud alert? Yep. I get them like twice a week. Okay. Number one. So you have to look at these and uh-huh. say like, if you don't recognize any one of these three... 
you must call us immediately, uh-huh. right? Okay, so one of them is uh, Amazon.com for $46.32. And I was like, actually, let's play this game. Okay. Why don't you tell me which of these three <laughs> transactions you think I am least likely to have made? Okay. <laughs> number one, Amazon.com for $46.32. That seems reasonable. Okay. Um, number two, Apple Pay to uh, someone who works for me for $425. Reasonable. Recognize the name. Number three. Sixteen ninety nine from Chick Fil A in Georgia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't if know. If there is one company that you that will, I will not never patronize, be caught dead. I, not okay. Not only will I not eat at Chick Fil A, who are racist and homophobes, and I want dead. But you're allergic to everything in the restaurant. <laughs> I will literally walk around my office, my floor in my office that has like hundred and fifty people. I can smell Chick Fil A like a mile away, and I will Delicious. walk around. Shut up. I will walk around <laughs> and, and shame everybody. And I will shame everybody. You know, uh, who is it? I get made fun of for doing that, but I'm right. I, I'm morally correct. My friend uh, Rahul listens to the podcast. They mock me for being so strident about Chick-fil-A. Well, it's easy for you because you're allergic. I feel like I am more righteous because I love it and I'm not allergic and I still don't eat it. Good for you. Yeah. So how ironic that of all the vendors in the world, of Chick-fil-A, all Chick-fil-A, no. So Chick-fil-A that can't be, you can prove it in court. You can do can like a skin it. test. I have this podcast because we've done a lot of segments about yeah. Chick-fil-A. The baby yes. who was born in Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. And got, got Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A for life. life. <laughs> Not a very long Not life. <laughs> so, I, yes, I have evidence that I would never eat Chick-fil-A. And this just backs me up. So they blocked my card and now I have to wait like a week for another card. Were you sure that it was not like a phishing scheme? How did, did no, you test No, they said that uh, it's one of those uh, skimming where like you use your physical card at like an ATM. Okay. Which I'm sure I only would do like at a bar at two in the morning when there's like the no name, you know, third party ATM outside. And they're like, uh-huh. you know, it's like with those little like smiley face things. And it's like right, $15 right, right. fee. I'm sure that's what happened. Okay. No good comes of that. So no, no Chick-fil-A, no. No, well, yes, Bank of America. Good, I guess. good, good for, for Bank of yeah, America. They caught for it. They were like, that. we know our client Brian Hector would never eat Chick fil A. <laughs> Security alert. Shut it down. No. Okay, we are at the end of the nopes. Now we are up to the yups. These are the things that kept us going through this terrible week. Are you can we're convinced this was a terrible week, right? I mean, it was terrible. It was really terrible up until today, I feel like it was <laughs> Like, Moderately really, terrible. It was awful. So today, I feel like the Democrats really killed it in the Senate. Okay. And so my yup today goes to um, the Democrats in general, but specifically Maisie Hirono, who is not of running Hawaii. out of Hawaii. She emerged from a <laughs> volcano, as Trump said in his like Did what was it in that? his State <laughs> of the Union speech? She's like, we have senators from volcanoes. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Am yes. I am I misremembering? No, she's from a volcano. Okay, um, okay so uh, Maisie Hirono called on Barr to resign, and she's not running for president. She's not she auditioning no grind. She's not for a right. job. She was just like doing her job, and she said a great thing. She said, "Mr. Barr, now the American people know that you are no different from Rudy Giuliani or Kellyanne Conway." or any of the other people who sacrificed their once decent reputation for the grifter and liar Whoa! who sits in the Oval Office. That was hot. That is that hot. Is, That's some BDE. Yeah. Some BVE. BVE. Good for you, Maisie Hirono. I'm Thank all you. In. I'm all in Hirono. Here is my yup. I'm going to do a cultural yup. This is about a series that had its 
uh, streaming series. It's first season a year or two ago. It's, we've waited a long time. Next one is coming out this month. It's called Fleabag. Have oh, I love Fleabag. Phoebe, Phoebe Waller, Waller Bridge. She does um, Killing, Killing Eve. Eve. Killing yeah. Eve. That's right. So it's about this woman in England. It's only six episodes, but it, it's amazing. It's so dark. Right. And it's so <laughs> dark. She's a she's a like a one of these like anti heroes. She's like. By all means, a despicable person and slutty and unethical and uh, vitriolic. And yet somehow she creates an incredibly sympathetic portrayal of this person. Um, and you love her and hate her. And the twist at the end is you really, really hate her, but you really, really love her. She's all of us. She is all of us. We are all. She, she is Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> she is Cory Booker. She's Maisie Hirono. <laughs> She is Bill she was born in a volcano. Okay. Um, I'm in pain from laughing so hard. This Rachel, you it. don't look too well either. Um, I'm not well. We're going to a dinner party tonight. I, I need to like touch up my makeup. <laughs> okay. So um please, uh, if you're interested in the San Francisco show, once again, please let us know. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. More and more people are please doing review. that. Please like, yeah, review. Like, like, I don't mean to be thirsty, but I am, and I'm owning it. So just give us a five-star review, just right? Five, if you're not going to give us five write stars. Write a sentence if you feel compelled to. Like they're don't so funny, or they're so smart, or they're so sexy, or whatever you think about us. Right, or, or say, I hate them, but give us five stars anyway. That's right. We don't care. <laughs> we don't no care. one reads them. They just look at the star rating. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolutely terrible week. It's been a really fun podcast record this has been this week in nope the podcast where we shut it down wanna be my new friend we got a lot in common we can 